Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, we are going to break down the waiver wire for week four, week three. I don't know. I never really know exactly how you're supposed to say that. But after week three, heading to week four of fantasy football. Of course, we're going to take a look at what you need to be doing in deep leagues, take a look at what you need to be doing in shallow leagues, really everything for the upcoming week. We do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. To be honest, it is not a particularly great week on the fantasy football waiver wire. We, we don't have a Puka Nakua. We don't have a Tank Dell. I mean, maybe your league has a Tank Dell, but probably not. So these are going to be lots of sort of little moves around the edges, some 2%, some 5% guys. And uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it. Starting at the quarterback position, I really think there's only two guys out there I'm wanting to bid on. C.J. Stroud, who is on pace to beat the rookie passing record by about 800 yards right now. He's been the QB 11 and the QB 10 in his last two starts. Stroud has really just been one of the best volume plays at quarterback. Now, granted, he is not uh, completing a ton of passes under pressure, and the game against the Steelers is not that great, but I just feel pretty good about this being a pass-first offense and them not stubbornly keeping the ball on the ground. I think you can do something like 5-8% to 8% on Stroud in leagues where he's available and feel pretty good about it. I'm, I'm skipping over Andy Dalton, who is mentioned in a lot of columns this week. I just am really not that interested, although they do get to play against Minnesota this week, so that might be a little bit more of a shootout. Next up, we have Sam Howell for the Commanders. It's a pretty not great streaming week. Um, seventh highest total of week four for the Commanders and the Eagles. Mac Jones had 24 fantasy points. Kirk Cousins had a really strong game against the Eagles. And then Baker, honestly, was not terrible on Monday Night Football either. Also, Howell has not been running yet, but I still think he's got the ability to do it. In Superflex leagues, my guess is that fourth-round pick Aiden O'Connell would get the start for the Raiders if Jimmy Garoppolo were to miss some time. In Superflex, I would go up to like 33, 35% in order to get O'Connell. He looked really good in the preseason, you know, kind of kind of Jared Stidham-y the way that Stidham played for the Raiders last year. And then, of course, Jameis Winston, 
going to be starting for the New Orleans Saints with Andy Dalton, uh, or not Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, suffering that AC joint sprain. We know Jameis is a good quarterback for fantasy when he starts. So that is the wrap-up of the quarterback. I guess I should say for Jameis, more like 40% in Superflex. And I honestly don't hate like 1% to 5% in regular 12-teamers because he gets to play against Tampa Bay this week. And, uh, you know, a little, little revenge narrative there. Moving on to the running back position, obviously, if Devin A. Chain is out there, just get him. You don't need me to tell you that. I think you can go 80-85%. I think that he will be the 1B in this offense, but I would guess he actually scores more fantasy points than most of the things I was most bullish about was that he was getting touches at the goal line, Um, and I'm not really worried about a three-headed committee once Jeff Wilson Jr. returns from this finger injury. I, I think that Wilson will really impact Mostert. That was just sort of my thought the entire time. And A-Chain is just going to be who he is. You want guys on this offense. You you need to go get Devin A-Chain and you need to be starting him. Next up, we have Tajay Spears. The Titans absolutely suck. Two out of three weeks, Spears has played more snaps than Derrick Henry. Henry is yet to register a broken tackle this week. And we could see Derrick Henry injured. We could see Derrick Henry traded, or we could just see them play Spears more because Henry is not very effective. Uh, would definitely go, you know, 5-10% on Spears in leagues where he is available. think he is one of the better handcuffs to roster in fantasy football right now. Elijah Mitchell did get uh, seven first-half touches and 14 touches total against the New York Giants on Thursday. I think he should get in kind of that 8-10 to 10 touch range. He's like a bi-week fill-in at running back, too. He's probably already rostered in all the leagues that you guys are playing in. You, know, you don't feel that great about it, but he does need to be rostered in 12-team leagues. Brita, Brightwell, and Eric Gray. Uh, Barkley's going to have 11 games off by the time this game comes to Sunday. He's, he, he might play, even if he is unavailable. I don't really think you feel that good about him. Um, and there were only 13 touches between Brita and Brightwell. Gray did not get in the game. Still don't hate $1. Eric Gray are holding him. Obviously don't feel that good about it. Uh, David Montgomery is going to come back, so you guys can cut Craig Reynolds and Zonovan Knight. Also think you can cut Jeff Wilson Jr., some deep league FFPC main event style ads. Definitely Melvin Gordon. He's pretty much the last man standing there for the Ravens at this point. He took over. Once Gus Edwards left the game with a concussion, Justice Hill did not play with the toe injury. Kenyon Drake came in for 11 snaps, uh, ran 10 routes on those. He just, you know, really didn't look that good uh, and also lost a fumble inside, uh, the, I believe, the team's own 20-yard line and only touched the ball three times. Like Kenyon Drake just stinks. Honestly, Melvin Gordon stinks too, so you're not feeling that good. Like, how bad do we hate fantasy football that it's freaking week four and we're already talking about Melvin Gordon? Um, Kendra Miller, if he's still out there, he did get 10 touches. Alvin Kamara comes back this week and I don't really care. I think that the Kendra Miller thesis remains the same. If you are looking for a handcuff running back behind Kyron Williams, who gave up exactly zero snaps to other Rams running backs, I still want to keep Zach Evans. Royce Freeman was active for special teams on Monday night. Ronnie Rivers was also active and just didn't play at all. Those guys have no upside. I think Evans, I can at least sell myself on the unknown upside there. Then Isaiah Spiller was the active second running back behind Josh Kelly, while Elijah Dotson was a healthy scratch. I wonder how much longer the Chargers can keep this up. Mike Williams is out now. 
They are losing dynamism in this offense. I I wonder if they start to go away from Kelly sooner rather than later. Or maybe it's just one of those things where Kelly is a good complement to Eckler because he's big and strong, but he can't run any pass routes. He can't create any value on his own. I think regardless, you can throw a buck or two at Spiller this week. That's all I've got for running backs. Just not really that exciting of a week at the running back position. Moving now to wide receivers. If Tank Dell is out there in your league, this is the Texans wide receiver you want over, uh, well, I guess over Robert Woods, not over Nico Collins, but Tank Dell ran the second most routes for the Texans the last two weeks. He also leads the team in targets from C.J. Stroud. The Texans are going to continue to be aggressive passing the ball. Dell has really comfortable slot usage. I, I He is my number one waiver wire wide receiver of the week uh, over Adam Thielen, over Palmer, over any of these other guys. We've got Thielen next. Bryce Young really did not look very good in his first two games. Andy Dalton looked much better, uh, threw only for 221 yards, but they threw 37 times. Jonathan Mingo suffered a concussion. Thielen got 14 targets. Really, he just is a good slot wide receiver. I think me personally, I actually think it's fine to take Palmer over him. I think the market is going to like Thielen more than Palmer. Now, obviously the guy I would like the most out of all of these would be Quentin Johnston. I don't think, I mean, he's for sure not going to be available in any deeper league. Maybe he got cut in some 10 teamers, some shallow 12 teamers. Like I, I think all that is fine. Thielen, if he was out there, if I needed a starter in week four, like, I don't know, maybe I'd start him over like Drake London or Christian Watson coming off this hamstring injury, but it's just hard for me to imagine a team where I would need Thielen's, you know, projected 11.4 points, but I, I think you can spend 15% on him. Uh, we got Marvin Mims. He ran the seventh most routes for the Broncos. He scored a 99-yard kickoff return touchdown, caught another deep ball. Cortland Sutton fumbled. Brandon Johnson got called for a bunch of penalties. Like these wider, these guys are all just a joke. I do not really understand how Mims is not playing more. All that being said, if we assume rational coaching, and, and I mean, I, I don't think Sean Payton is as bad of a coach as Twitter thinks he is, even after that ass kicking. I'm going to guess that we see Mims closer to a starting role this week against the Chicago Bears, and I would spend. In leagues where he's been dropped, it's hard to think of a format where he would be dropped, but like a. 12-team, 16-man roster ESPN league, I'd spend, you know, 5 to 8% to pick him up. And maybe you wouldn't even have to do that. Like, maybe there's just no competition for him at this point. But I do want to be holding him. The Chargers, guys, I definitely prefer Johnston to Palmer. I've seen what Palmer has to offer before. It's really nothing all that special. I mean, Palmer, he was like, some people were a little bit excited about him when he was a rookie coming out of Tennessee. They thought, oh, he's, he's the heir apparent to Keenan Allen. He's going to fill in in all these games where Mike Williams is injured, and it just never really happened. Um, he's got two career 100-yard games. He did have a two-touchdown game against Kansas City last season in Week 11, but most of his games with over 90% of the snaps or 85% of the snaps are like 5 for 66, 7 for 60, 3 for 44, 5 for 56. I just I just really am not all that interested. And even with Williams getting injured in that crazy back-and-forth game against Minnesota, um, 
you know, four for 61. He did score against Minnesota. I, I just prefer Palmer. First-round rookie wide receiver. This is exactly why they drafted Quentin Johnston. I, I, he would be the wide receiver other than Dell that I would bid the most on this week. I think 25%, 30% on Johnson because he can actually change your season. I think you can spend a buck or two on DJ Shark with Jonathan Mingo out with a concussion, a guy I'm more excited about. Uh, Josh Downs, 25% of the targets from Gardner Minshew. He's running all his routes out of the slot. He's not had a target share lower than 16% in any game this season. I think Josh Downs is good. And in fact, I think that his route tree has not even expanded for as much as he has to offer because he was a deep threat in college and they're using him really close to the line of scrimmage. My favorite wide receiver ad of the week is Wandale Robinson, who came back, played 11 snaps, got five targets. He's the best wide receiver on New York Giants. I think he's even better than Hyatt. I think he's way better than Slayton and Campbell and Hodgins and all these jokers. And with Darren Waller not really producing and the offensive line so poor, I think his sort of quick breaking, quick release routes are going to be good. And they get a nice matchup this week against the Seahawks. I think we'll see his snaps trend up. Probably don't want to start him this week, but we're getting close to that point. Couple other $1 guys. Rondell Moore, 28% target share against Dallas. Now, obviously, did nothing with it, scored the long rushing touchdown. I, I wonder if they actually start to transition him more into a guy getting carries, sort of sort of like Dexter McCluster, but in the air in the NFL. Like, I think Dexter McCluster would have succeeded in today's NFL. Michael Gallup ran 43 routes this last week, and I know he's been cut in a bunch of leagues. I do think he seems like a, uh, a decent pick up and then the Packers guys Dobbs Reed Dontavian Wicks I mean Christian Watson's coming back this week they play on Thursday against the Lions like it just doesn't feel that good um if Rashi Rice has been dropped in your league I do think he clearly looks like the best wide receiver or the other than Kadarius Tony in terms of getting open I think he's better than MBS I think he's better than Sky he ran 15 routes in the first half and six and Sky Moore ran 16 against the Bears so I think they're starting to up his offensive involvement I feel pretty good about him not really that interested in Braxton Barriers or River Crackraft um, Crackraft got injured Waddle might miss again I guess Barrios is a fine dart, but but Wandale is really the guy that uh, that I am verging in on here. The tight end position, I definitely want to start. Uh, I want to start with Julian Hill. So Julian Hill is an undrafted free agent out of Campbell College, which I think is like a, I, I believe it is a historical black college university. Um, he only saw one target, but he played. of the offensive snaps, including the important ones in the first half, he ran three times the routes of Durham Smythe. Durham Smythe ran only seven routes, also only got one target. Never really made sense for a team with the aspirations that the Dolphins had to go into the season with a guy who can't run routes and can't catch passes. I'm very in to adding him this week. And uh, if I don't get Wandale for cheap in a lot of these leagues, I will be getting Julian Hill for $1 and a lot of like tight end premium type stuff. Now, a name that I've been wanting to happen for a long time, Donald Parham Jr. has played 49%, 50%, and 52% of the snaps for the Los Angeles Chargers this year. He has only 33 receiving yards, but he has seven targets and three touchdowns. Well, they're waiting for Quentin Johnston, 
you know, it seems like maybe they were a little bit hesitant to really go all in on him playing Palmer, playing, um, I believe, Darius Davis is the undrafted free agent out of TCU. They've been playing him as well. Parham has shown the ability to earn targets in this offense. His snaps are trending up. I, I do wonder if Parham is actually the right way to respond to the uh, to the Mike Williams injury. Uh, a couple other guys who like need to be owned at this point, but I just don't I just don't feel that excited about them. Jake Ferguson continues to run the most routes at tight end for the Cowboys. Uh, 26% target per route run. Pretty good. He also leads Dallas in end zone targets. Luke Musgrave continues to run like every route for the Packers, but Christian Watson is coming back. I don't I don't know what's happening to his targets, but the role is unassailable. I actually think that Trey McBride, we're entering into a time to where we might want to start adding McBride because Ertz is just out there running all these nothing routes, although they did try and run a trick play, like a little shovel play to get him a touchdown. Um, McBride's targets have not been there. He's only got six on the year. Uh, he did play 30 snaps against the Cowboys. Like He's out there enough, um, and in tight end premium formats, I do think it might be time to start thinking about adding him if you just do not have a solution at tight end. Uh, and then Mike Gesicki as well, a lower body injury for Hunter Henry this last week, and Cole Turner as well, team high seven targets against the Bills. Logan Thomas has a concussion, and I do think just in general, Cole Turner would be the guy to run routes if they decide to stop the Logan Thomas experiment. That is going to do it for me this week on the waiver wire. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. I will be back on Thursday morning with Jacob Sanderson to do some DFS. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.